0: genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hey, what's going on? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 25th of July, 2023. How the shit are you? Are you doing good? Are you sitting on the floor currently? Where are you? Are you sitting down? People listen to this? You guys listen to this in your tractors? People listen to this? I can't remember where else people are listening to this. In the car? Huh? Are you listening to this? You're either in a tractor. I know there's people in tractors. Or you're on the tram. Where do I listen to podcasts? Walking around, but I just never... When I walk, my mind just wanders. I can't focus on a... A podcast is a weird thing where it's like a low level of focus is required. If your mind wanders, you're gone. But you also can't just sit there and listen to it. You need to do something else. That's why, man, lockdown... You know what? We said it at the time, didn't we? We were going to pine for lockdown one day. I remember evenings during lockdown, sitting in my room... Listening to Mark Maron's WTF podcast from the start every episode with my 3,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) And just doing that for days. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was incredible. I was so happy. I think I'm going to get a live call. Oh, my God. What the fuck? This fucking tea. I've just made made myself the fucking strongest cup of tea in the known universe. Oh my god. Oh! (laughs) I didn't know it was possible to make tea that strong. It looks like... What is it? It looks like iodine. Iodine? Iodine. You know that disinfecting that deep brown disinfectant shit that you if you fucking i don't know if you need to disinfect your thumb because you fucking pulled a scab off when you were 10 whatever that's the thing that happened to me in my life evidently um this tea is the color of that iodine stuff just dark brown with a tinge of red really an unnatural color I put, it's, I'm at my mate's place in London and he gave me some loose leaf tea and evidently I just can't be trusted. I've just, I've not reached a point in my life yet where I can be trusted around loose leaf tea because I made myself one and I put fucking heaps in the strainer. I put what seemed like a normal amount and then put the water in and then came back to it and I saw how big it like, you know, it soaks up the water and it gets a bit bigger and I saw the amount that was actually in there. I was like, oh, that's going to be a really strong tea and I've drank it and there it is. Man, so I think I'm gonna yeah, I think I'm gonna be a life coach. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I need help, and I'm man enough to admit that. Um, I was talking to a mate last night. I arrived in London, went out for dinner with some friends. Wonderful, a wonderful dinner with friends. Um, went to a place called Lardo. Big shout outs to Lardo. Um. A good friend of mine, uh, his sister owns the joint and uh, so went there on his recommendation. It was great. Feels good to not live in a city, be meeting a bunch of friends who do live in the city and still like, I've got the inside track on the place to go to. Pretty fucking, yeah, it feels good. I like that kind of moment. Um, but one of my mates, his wife is a life coach and he was telling me about it and I just... I don't know what the fuck I want. You know what? I don't know what I want. I feel like you guys have been listening to me for the last month, try and figure out what the thing is that I want. And I haven't done comedy in that amount of time, which is, I think comedy is something that I can just focus on every night. But in a sense, it also kind of distracts me from the fact that I'm maybe not actually moving in any direction it's artistically fulfilling, but like, what am I actually doing with it, you know? And right now I've just, I've got so many ideas and projects and things that I feel like are pulling me in all these different directions. And I don't know which one I actually want. And I've been in therapy for a while now, and I feel like I've got some good tools to use in my personal life, but professionally, I don't really know where I'm going. Like I've got the new show, you know? And so that's like, that direction is like towards, you know, writing a new show that could be ready to tour. But then I've also got my other show, which is taco, which I could tour to some places that I've never been before. And I haven't done that. So that's like already, that's two things. Then I've got this podcast, which I enjoy and love. And I've got, still not drunk which is my podcast that i'm kind of trying to figure out what it is and it's a new podcast so then there's like and then between those two things it's like am i going to do a patreon am i going to do one or the other or neither or both or what and then there's professional speaking like working with those people and trying to make money in that way and then there's also corporate mc work And then there's these other two ideas that I have, which is one trying to get funding from grants to make a documentary about going back to Columbia. And then there's also this idea that I have about running a show, a semi-regular, like once a month show in Melbourne with an alcohol free bar and comedians and filming it and just having that be a thing that I do. It's like, it's all this fucking stuff. And on top of all of that, and, like, which one of those six or seven things is actually going to make me money, then there's, like, one, I want to move back to London at some point, and, or two, I want to date and meet someone and then, like, you know, try and have a relationship with someone. And it's just, like, what do I do? These are all the things that I want, so what do I do today? (laughs) What the fuck do I do right now? And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I want someone to try and help me figure that out. And my friend was making a very good case for maybe a life coach. Could be helpful and handy in, you know, figuring out what I want to spend my time on and how. And also, when I go back to Australia on top of all that shit, I've got to get a fucking job. For fuck's sake. Fuck. Shit. ass, Fuck. Cunt. Oh, you know, and then on top of all of that, I should be trying to live in the moment. (laughs) I'll tell you where I am in the moment. I'm in the back little atrium room of my uh, friend's house who I'm staying with in London. I just spent a lovely day in Croydon with uh, old friend John Long, comic who I started with out here years ago when I lived in London went out to Croydon. He, he, uh, got sober in, I think he said 2015 or 2014, quit booze. And so I went and interviewed him for the podcast and then we went and found a greasy spoon, and had a bit of lunch. So I had a lovely day with John. That was great. And, uh, now I'm back at the house. We're going to go see Oppenheimer tonight, me and my two mates who I'm staying with. And that's exciting. And in the meantime, one of the friends has taken their dog out for a walk. I'm recording the podcast in the little back atrium room surrounded by clothes drying on a clothes rack. The inflatable mattress that I'm sleeping on. I'm sitting on the floor on a cushion. This room is not a room for sitting in. It's just like a storage room. And I'm just sitting on the floor drinking this fucking nuclear strength tea. Oh, my God. Trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. I feel very frustrated about this stuff. I shouldn't. I've had, as always, a wonderful week. My friends got married last week. It was incredible. What a fantastic week. Maybe I just feel stressed because I don't have the thing to distract me from the fact that I'm stagnating in my fucking life. I'm not doing comedy and that normally distracts me and makes me feel good because it's little victories. I mean, it is good doing comedy, Maybe it's just that. Maybe I just haven't done comedy in a bit, and that's just makes me feel weird. I didn't do comedy. I mean, last week on the island in Greece, it was like forced relaxation. I could recap the Wednesday. <sighs> the Wednesday, got my suit on, went up to the house, fucking hung out with uh, all the family as we kind of slowly put our suits on me and all the groomsmen and all of the grooms family and uh slowly ate food and the day was hotting up and we're kind of there was the excitement building and then we all got in our respective cars and drove across the island and there was honking of the horns man we drove in a big long procession of cars as we were honking the horns going through the island it was beautiful that was a really beautiful moment man just the excitement of like the groom's brother who who was one of the groomsmen was driving the car and it's just like i could feel his energy of just like my fucking brother's getting married today you know and we were driving winding around these streets of the island every town every person we went past just honking the horn and then we got to the venue and everyone was there and everyone looked so great all the different people wearing stuff just a fucking stylish bunch of guests And, uh, everyone's hugging and, and then, uh, we all took our places and the car with the bride showed up and, um, you know, all the groomsmen standing there and then the, the, uh, bridesmaids showed up and they all took their places and then the bride walked down the aisle and then they kind of took their spots across from each other and the ceremony and they said their things and they had beautiful stuff to say to each other. And everyone was watching and people were crying and the kids weren't being dicks. The kids were being all chill, you know, all the little children. And um, I just, I've, I couldn't see the groom, but I could see the bride and just how absolutely glowing and beaming she was as she was looking at a, at a man, you know. And uh, and then they did it, and they kissed, and then we all took our places at the tables, and then they came out for their first dance, and everyone joined them. I can't remember what the song was. It was some... Fuck, I can't remember what it was. It was like a disco housey kind of tune. I can't remember. But it was great, and then the whole day was great. Oh, I had... Oh, my God. I had a few drinks. <gasps> I broke four years of sobriety. I'm not saying that I'm... You know, I'm still saying that I've been sober for four years, but... I had a bit of a sip of wine. I didn't really love the wine. It was fine. I didn't I was like, whatever. That didn't, you know, enchant me with its magic, but I had an agroni and that was cool, man. I had a fucking cocktail. Um I still took it real easy. I didn't really I had a, a Negroni, I had a bit of wine and then I ordered a gin and soda and I got like a bit of the way through it. The the fucking bartenders at this place were pouring like half and half gin to soda. So I got a bit of the way through it. And then the bride came up to me and was like, Hey, my parents are drunk. Can you drive their car back to the village? And I think she must've just forgot that or didn't know that I was drinking. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It's just funny that, you know, I'm always the sober one. And then like the one day that I break my sobriety and have a couple drinks. So I was like, hey, you're sober. Can you drive the car back? (laughs) Um, Drove that car back, drove it back to the wedding and picked up a few more people who were walking all the way back from the venue to the the village. And then um, that was at about 3.30 in the morning all the stuff at the venue ended. Oh, there were some moments, man, like the speakers cut out in the venue. So, um, the, the groom's sister was supposed to be DJing and I guess something happened with the fucking, the tech, you know, like the PA system or whatever. And so the decks weren't working. So she just, after ages of it fucking up and it just kept trying to make it work and it wasn't working and people were getting drunk and the vibe was slowly draining away. And, uh, the groom's sister, just grabbed the mic and started a cappella with no backing, just singing Missy Higgins, just singing like we will always be together I don't know the words whatever that song is, and everyone joined in singing and while that was happening, they were still trying to fix the PA, so the speaker was on and everyone was singing and then the PA was just going it was a fucking nightmare oh it was like this really you know magical moment of like we persevere through all of the things that are trying to end this party and we're not having it we're gonna keep partying but then still ruining that was just this fucking awful like just some it wasn't feedback it was just like a like a I don't, you know you know what I mean? When there's like a binary, it's like the speaker is almost, it just makes every possible sound at once. It just goes, like a dial tone or something. Oh, this tea is fucking horrific. This is, this is the worst tea I've ever had, I reckon. Fuck, it is so strong. Do I take a photo of it and post it on the... Oh, God, I'm throwing my phone all over the place. Here, look at that. I say, here, look at that. Go on the Instagram and catch a fucking photo. It looks like coffee. God, my God. Go on the Instagram. I want to post about that. I'll even, you know what? I'll take a video so you can hear me. Hello to all the people in the Instagram world. It's Aiden Jones and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. <laughs> Sick. I'll check that up as a story. That's a bit of fun, hey? Instagram's fun. Social media is fun. The podcast, we enjoy it. Hoi. So yeah, I didn't really feel that drunk. But you know what? Got some, I think it was cocaine. I got some cocaine as well. Me and my friend split a bag and I didn't even have that much of that. I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I'm just digging the vibe at this wedding, man. It was great. Even though the music fucked up for half the time. I was still just having a great time. I was punching the darts. Oh my God, I've never smoked so many cigarettes than I have in the last two, three weeks. Fuck me. Yeah, I get it. I get how people can get addicted to cigarettes. Fuck, it is so good. Just chaining darts for your whole life. Maybe that's why I feel like shit. I woke up this morning feeling kind of sore and I was like, is this getting old? I just, I don't know. I just have been feeling sore the last few days too much relaxing on a greek island anyway so uh we went out after the wedding to this little concrete platform that juts out into the ocean next to the beach where we were staying in the town and we got there at about 4 4:30 in the morning and uh people were jumping in the water it was kind of cold um People were jumping in the water. The bride jumped in the water with all her jewellery on. And then you just heard from the water her going like, I didn't take my jewellery off. <laughs> her like new expensive wedding jewellery. It was all good. She didn't lose anything. Someone else was wearing her wedding dress. That was great. One of the guys. And, um, you know, the sun was fucking coming up. People were getting more and more cooked. There was music, the speaker. I don't know. It was just, it was the culmination that day at the wedding. And then the next day of just like everyone meeting up at one of the hotels and just lying around all day. It was the culmination of this whole week of like, I even actually, as I think about it now and like, as I tell people now that I've, I've got to London yesterday and I've been telling people what I've been doing, it's just kind of hitting me how special the whole week was. Like when we were in it, it felt special. And uh, as in the lead up to it, like I knew that it was going to be special and I was trying to appreciate that. But like, it also was really special. Like, there are people who I've met through this couple who who got married who, you know, because I've known them for so long. I just, I, and they have their parties or whatever. And I just, there are people who are their friends who I've seen around, but I've never really spoken to because you know you're at a party and you go towards the people that you know and you catch up with them and i just whatever i haven't met met new people at these parties or whatever and then i'm on the island and you're seeing the same people every day and it's like both of their families are there some of their kind of cousins or distant relatives and then other of their friends and shit and because you're just all on the island together you've got that to talk about and there's only like, you know, 40 or 50 people and you're spending like a week with them. So we're just doing this thing together every day and you just come into contact. I came into contact with a bunch of people who I've seen around for ages, but never got to know. And I feel like now going back to Melbourne or wherever I'm going to see those people next Adelaide or whatever, we're always going to have that in common. You were at the wedding. You were there that week in Greece on the Island on Nick and i've just i've made new friends that's it feels so it's so kind cool i made friends it was like we went away on this school camp together and uh you know just swam and ate every day and i don't know it was really that week man i as much as people talk about how destination weddings are annoying because they they just you know force everyone to go away this i don't know i i wouldn't do it for just anyone I wouldn't want every wedding to be that kind of destination wedding. But when you get the right people, if you get the right, the couple that are getting married, if they're the right people. And so that's like, they're the kind of people that other people will make the effort for. And then you also know that the group of people who they invite to the wedding are going to be a good group. It really just makes for a fucking special week and a special experience. And that's exactly what that was. So, um, thank you. Thank you to my two friends who got married last week for inviting me. Oh my God, that fucking tea. <laughs> for inviting me, for inviting everyone. And, um, for putting so much effort into making that such a special time for everyone. It was, it was absolutely appreciated and, and a very special thing. Um, got to Athens on, uh, man, even, uh, you know what? There was also an element of sadness leaving the Island because just knowing that it was all over and that it was this thing that I'd been looking forward to for such a long time. And like also with the breakup, you know, I felt like that felt like a big kind of thing to get past with, um, with the breakup. This was this thing that I was looking forward to doing with my ex, And uh, to go through it without her and feel those feelings. I mean, fuck, I'm still... can't believe it still hurts. It still sucks. That was another thing. That's one of the things that I crossed off my breakup list. The wedding. Now, all there is to do, and I wrote this list, and I'm going to have to fucking finish it, is mushrooms, and on the back of the list is get laid. I still haven't been fucking laid yet, all right? God damn it. I have not been laid in two... And a bit months. If anyone... if Look, if anyone wants to fuck... <laughs> there's a few people on the podcast now. I'm getting about 100 a week. Any of you guys want to fuck? <laughs> oh my god. That's funny, isn't it? That is very funny. No one... No, no podcast is ever setting itself up as an explicit... Who wants to fuck me, you know? Maybe that's a good marketing angle for the podcast. James Donald Forbes McCann, who to my mind is the smartest podcast marketer that I've seen in recent times, his podcast is, I want to buy a boat. What about if I did a podcast that's just, I'm, I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> I'm just trying. How would the like, like when I talk about McCann's podcast and I'm like, man, this dude, it's so funny. He has a podcast where he just is trying to buy a boat. He's trying to raise $500,000 so he can buy a boat. How would people talk about my podcast if it was like, yeah, this comedian, Aiden Jones, it's really funny. He has a podcast and the whole idea of the podcast is he's just trying to find women to have sex with. (laughs) It doesn't quite hit the same kind of whimsical note, does it? It's pretty creepy. <laughs> oh, I need a sip of tea to bring me down off of this uh, this 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 funny riff. But seriously though, if any of you guys do want to fuck or if you know anyone who might want to fuck, uh, sitting under podcast on Instagram and you can go and check out the darkness of this tea, huh? Go and look at that. And if you're looking at that from the podcast, I'll put it as a story. No, you know what? I'll put it as a reel. How about that? I'll make it a reel. Maybe it'll get some organic, (laughs) some organic reach. And if you like it, you know, I don't know, fucking comment on the reel. Be like, hey, man, really cool podcast this week, you fucking idiot. Comment that on the reel and then watch me fucking report you for harassment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all righty um so yeah i got in athens and uh left the left the island and like it was funny because some of the people the ferry goes from Ikaria to mykonos to some other island and then to athens and so heaps of people got on and it was the slow the, on on the when did i leave friday um the day was just like, some people were going to this one beach and I was like, I could go there, but there weren't any rides that seemed like they were going. And then also it just felt like a, just a stress. I was like, I don't need to go there. I can just sit by the beach and have have lunch, slowly have a coffee, go for a swim, get out, charge my phone at the restaurant. Mwah! Wonderful. So did that in the morning, slow, slow, slow hanging out with uh, just some of the other people from the wedding and then got to the town and sat down again, went for another swim in the port, had a beer, alcohol-free, had some cigs and then slowly made our way over to the ferry and hugged and said our goodbyes, got on the ferry and there were so many people going to Mykonos on the ferry so I had no shortage of, you know, just mates to hang out with. That was sick. But then at Mykonos after like two hours, heaps of those people got off. So it was like, oh, some of the party's gone. But then there were some other people going to the next island. This, uh, the, uh, the, um, the bride's, uh, I think cousin or the bride's dad's friend. I, I couldn't remember how they were connected, but some close people to the family. Um, so I sat with them, had a chat with them. That was really nice. But then they got off at the island. And then it was just me, and there was this feeling of, like, at the start of today, I woke up in this town with all of these people who I knew, who I'd spent this week with, and then slowly over the course of the day, they've just been been assumed, assumed, subsumed back into the world. They've just kind of... so <clears throat> like this feeling I have. Sometimes when I come to London, I have a feeling, because it's such a big city, it just swallows people up. When you get off the plane, you... Uh, you see all the people who have been on the plane and you've been kind of waiting in the, like at the gate with them. So you kind of have people you recognize and you see them and they've got their bags. So it's like the marker of like, we were all just on the plane and you go through the airport, you get your bags and then you get out of the airport. And then some people get into cabs or some people get onto a bus or a train. And then like, but you're on the train, but it's the train from the airport. So there's still a bunch of people with their bags. And then slowly everyone gets off at their stop And then you might go from like the train to get off at a stop and a few people with bags get off and then you go like onto a bus and then there's like one other person who was still on your plane on that bus with you. Slowly the city just kind of swallows up this little packet of people that got off this plane. They just kind of – they just diffuse into the city, you know. And even big events, like there are some events that like a city – like what's an example like a big sports match like if you're in Adelaide and there's a big game on at Adelaide Oval you'll see the people come out of the Oval and walk through the city and like the city will be full of them or like in Melbourne the Ed Sheeran concert at the MCG that night in the city everyone in the city was there for the Ed Sheeran concert but the bigger a city is the quicker it swallows up all the people from that event that like you walk, you, you have to get further from the venue. Sorry, you, you, in, a, in a smaller city, the f- you have to get further from the venue to not notice that the thing's on. Um, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> so like from the island, the wedding is a very small event and it felt like the rest of the world kind of... You know, we got far enough apart from each other that we were no longer that group of people who were at the wedding anymore. We were just a bunch of like, when we were on the ferry, we were still the people from the wedding. That's it. When we were on the ferry, enough of a group of us left on the same ferry that it it still felt like it was the wedding. It still felt like we were doing the thing. And then some people got off and I said my goodbyes to them. And then the next lot people got off and like at the start of the day, we were at the wedding at the start of the day. We were still having our week. And by the end of the day, I was checking into a hotel in Piraeus in the port district in Athens alone again. Yeah. Really depressing stuff. Actually, Aiden. Cool, man. Why don't you have another sippy of fucking awful tea? <laughs> Oh, God, it does not get better. It does not get better. Awful tea. Awful tea. Horrific tea. The worst tea. The worst tea. That's the worst tea is the title for this week's podcast. And what's the picture going to be? What is the picture going to be? Man, do you guys follow this Instagram page, Kook Slams? If you don't, there's no better. Oh my God. <laughs> There's no better page. It's all just people getting axed on waves in the ocean and shit. The one that just came up, I pulled my phone up to look at my photos from the week and it's a kid slacklining over a tiny little lake body of water thing and he falls off the slackline into the water onto his back and his hands go all in the air and he's like, <laughs> the caption is, kid's got that Gumby flexibility and he fucking, he does, mate. He looks like Gumby. Oi, 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 oi." Picture for this week will be... Oh, you know what I did on the last day on the island? I sat on that platform looking at the water and the water was so clear and there were a bunch of tiny little baby fishies and I just noticed them because they were in a big group and you could see them through the water and I stared at them for about half an hour because there were some other marginally larger fishes fish, f- fishies, chasing them into a corner against the, the concrete where the water stopped, and they were slowly encircling them, and they were kind of moving around the edge of them and underneath them, and getting the baby fish right up onto the surface of the water, and then when they had them all surrounded, they would attack and eat a few of them, and then the fish would disperse, and then they would have to kind of surround them again, and go again, and I was just watching that for about an hour. I was watching these fish get eaten by these slightly bigger fish that still weren't that big. And when they, when the fish eating, doing the eating, would attack, they would like kind of jump out of the water, and you couldn't even see if they ate them because the other fish was so small. But God, it was wonderful. I think the photo for this week is just going to be a photo of the sun rise the morning of the wedding watching from this platform there's a video that i got of uh one of the guys everyone was so cooked in the morning man and this one my mate just had his belt on He'd just gone for a swim and he had his belt and he was standing there talking to someone and every now and then he would just grab the belt and just whip it at the ground like i like a whip like it was just like whoosh. Um, i don't know what he thought he was doing but it was just very unhinged behavior and i really liked it Um, so I got a photo of him doing that. I think, do I, where's, yes, yeah, I got a good photo of that. Um, that's going to be the photo for this week. The podcast is called The Worst Tea. Um, I had, uh, a lady at the airport, man. So I was in Athens, Yep, did the hotel. Got to an Airbnb. Had quite a nice Airbnb, actually. I was just there for a couple of days chilling. It was fucking hot in Athens. Had dinner with uh, my old next-door neighbor from the house where I grew up at. Did some... Uh, him and his cousin, they were in Athens. They just got there and we had a lovely dinner. Walked around the path and on for a bit. Gossiped about Adelaide people. Did all of that shit. Love that. Love to catch up with her. Uh... It almost... I You know what? Actually, this trip, I feel closer to Adelaide. I feel... Um, And I said something to my friend yesterday about like, and I think it's true that the people, the only people who you really have are your family. When you go home, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I mean, because you you go home and it's like, I always think about going home and I want to catch up with this person and that person and whatever. But you got to go home to see your family. If you see other people, that's great. But you can't go home to do that because everyone else is seeing their family. Your family are, that's the, you know, that's the kind of core of it. I think that's the most important relationships that you have. And um, I don't know why I said that, but I. Uh, it's nice to talk to people who are from the same city as me and realize how many of the same people who you know and how much of a community it really is and just the bond that ties you together when you grew up in the same place as someone, that you know the same people, that you can talk about the same people from school or from around the town, Whatever. Um, yeah. We walked around the Parthenon. That was great. I got my sandals fixed. And then uh, Monday morning, jumped on the flight. Oh, that's right. I had, yeah, fuck, whatever. I had dinner with a bunch of people. Monday morning, I jump on the flight, checked in. Uh, there's a line to check in for Ryanair. And, uh, you know, it's a slow-moving line. It's probably like a 45-minute line. And I've got my two bags. They're both backpacks. I've got to check one of them in. And there's a lady behind me who I get in the back of the line. And then she comes behind me. And she's like, oh, is this the line for Ryanair? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is the line for Ryanair. She's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then we're in the line for, like, 20, 25 minutes. And, like, the ushers are telling us all the time to get bunch up closer. But the, the, like... The way that they've set the ropes up, it's such that you can stand to abreast. But I'm by myself, and I'm the one person holding my place in the line. So when they tell us to bunch up, she's kind of standing next to me at some points. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. She's standing next to me. But I'm trying to be more chilled out and less uptight about, you know, being like, hey, you're behind me in the line. So when she's standing next to me, I'm like, whatever. She knows that I'm in front of her. And then at some point, she took the outside track... I was inside on the corner and she was outside. And then when we straightened up again, suddenly she was in front of me. And I'm just like, I mean, it's not important, but are you fucking kidding me, cunt? (laughs) Are you really going to cut in front of me? You know, you know, you're fucking behind me, man. You asked me what the line was. I helped you out. And now... You're in front of me and you're not looking at me. You're trying to pretend like, oh, did I go in front of you? I didn't even notice. I'm just so chilled. You fucking cut in front of me. And these people, that's who she is in her whole fucking life. Just trying to get a little bit extra, right? And it's not good enough. And I just, I, I really, I'm trying to be the person who fucking lets go of that because it shouldn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Oh God, that is a bad tea. And, um, and so she's in front of me for another little bit. And at some point, like there was a guy with his wife and two kids there. I think they were Australian. And, uh, he kind of locked eyes with me. And looked at her and he was just like, huh? And I was like, I was like, oh, thank God. I've got someone to share this with. So I was just like, yeah, dude, I know, right? She cut in front of me. And he was looking at me like, yeah, what a fucking loser. Save three minutes. And I was like, yeah, I know. Right? I just kind of went like, I know. You know what, man? I'm just kind of like, sure, fine. Go for it. What I really wanted to do, and I missed the moment to do it, I should have done it, was tap her on the shoulder And be like, excuse me, would you like to go in front of me? You're very welcome. There you go. That's the move, right? To be like, is it really that important to you? That you're just going to cut in front of me without asking? Because you're just so important. And this is all about you. Sure. If it's that important to you, go ahead. But I want you to know that you're doing that. You're taking that from someone else. Oh, you fucking scumbag. I hated it. And here's where I lost, right? We get to the front and then the line splits. They call our flight and they go, anyone on this flight, come to the front now. And she was on that flight, but she was in the road. We just, we happened to get, me and that family got to kind of close to the front of the line, but then they split the line. So they had one half of it on one side and one on the other side. The organization was so poor, And she ended up kind of in front of me, but then the bit of the line that I was in got close to the front. So it was next was her on her bit and me on my bit. And the family were kind of next to me and there were four people, four counters processing people to go to check in, to go on the flight. And I was looking across at her and the next counter was right in front of me. And I'm just like, Whatever happens now, if that counter calls, I know she's desperate. She's so ready to just fucking walk to it. I'm going to walk in front of her and step in front of her. (laughs) This lady's like, she had gray hair. She was like 60. (laughs) I fucking hated her so much. I was imagining, I wish that me and the dad of that family could have had a longer conversation because I would have been like, oh, dude, I'm going to hate her for the rest of my life. I fucking hate her so much. (laughs) Oh. And, um, so I was just looking at her and she was further away from the desk than me. And I was just like waiting for the desk to be done. So I could just really aggressively step forward and just with my shoulder, just completely cut her off and then walk up to the desk, smile and hand them my passport. And I could see she had her passport and her ticket ready. I was like, no fucking way, cunt. No way, man. I'm getting in there first. And, uh. They called the desk and I went so quickly to grab my bag. And then the lady, the mum of the family looked back at me and I realized they hadn't gone yet either. And I was like, oh, go, go, go. Yes, please go ahead. And in that moment, I was, I saw the way she looked at me and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm no worse than the lady cutting in. I'm her as well. I made it about me. I wasn't able to be magnanimous. I'm not there yet, you know, and I don't even know when that lady got in because that just made me feel the way she looked at me for like half a second. Made me just go like, ugh. I'm not better than all of this at all. I care just as much as anyone else. It is all, it, I, I made it about me just the way that fucking bitch did. Oh, <laughs> I finished the tea. Ugh. Let me drink some water. Oh my god, that was the worst tea I've ever had in my fucking life. That was horrific. That was a tortuous experience. So we get on the plane. I actually in the at the gate waiting for the plane to board sat across from the lady. The, the one who I hate, and I saw her, and again, she didn't look at me. She didn't look at me again. She did not make fucking eye contact with me again after she asked me whether she was in the right line. She cut me off, and then I saw her three other times, once in the line, once at the gate, and once on the train after the flight. I saw her on the fucking train, and she didn't even fucking make eye contact with me. Oh, you fucking worm. You pathetic worm oh my God, I hope wherever you're going, I hope the house that you were supposed to stay at in London burned to the fucking ground and you got there and then you had to wait five hours for the fucking fire brigade to come and put the fire out and then you had to get taken and sleep on the floor of someone else's fucking hotel room while you waited, while you had to wait. I don't hope that. That's awful. That's an awful thing to hope. You know what? But as I say, I don't hope that secretly I do because that's who I am. I'm a sad, angry, bitter man and I will be vindicated. That's the end of the podcast for this week. I'm not bringing it back. I don't care. I'm I'm not working on myself. I'm done working on myself. I fucking hate you, lady. (laughs) And that's it. I had a great time at the wedding. I relaxed on a Greek island for a week. And I learned absolutely nothing. Thank you very much. I hope you guys are doing good. There's been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye.